change. I think I finally found my hallelujah. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Now all my dreams are coming true. Yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. It's good to be alive right about now. downtown Anderson not uptown but downtown Anderson Anderson Alaska you are here live with the pulse in Anderson and Ninana and surrounding communities got a great show for you tonight looking forward to having our special guest on tonight room is filling up really quick tonight I don't know how many you see out there but it is going through the roof on my side First of all, welcome everyone to the show. Appreciate you all joining tonight. And uh, especially out to our patrons out there that help take care of the show here at The Pulse. It's great to have you all here. As I was saying, we do have a special guest on tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get through some announcements here. And our special guest tonight is Mayor Joshua Verhagen. 
uh, our fine mayor of Ninana. And we're going to be talking with him tonight live and find out what's going on down in Ninana. First of all, let's get some info out there. Uh, just for those that uh, haven't heard, Clear Sky is uh, currently closed right now. They did some take uh, take some time off at Clear Sky Lodge. Uh, they're going to be closed through the 11th, July 5th through 11th. They are closed. Everything will be kicking back into there. Remember that they're, uh, they do have new hours out there. Monday and Tuesdays, they are closed. Sunday, 3 to 11, and then kicking off into Wednesday, 3 to 11. Thursday, 3 to 11. Friday, 3 to 12. Saturday, 3 to 12. And reminder that the grill is open until 10 p.m. Also, uh, Friday night is the pool tournament starting at 7.30 p.m. Also, they have trivia on Saturday. And uh, great turnout out there for the uh, 60th anniversary party. It was a wonderful time out there. Uh, Beer Garden looked really good. Of course, they got the new play set out there for the kids and everything else. Real great family environment. Uh, it was a great time out there. Also, a reminder, Roughwoods down there in Ninana open six days a week, closed on Tuesdays, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they are closed on Tuesdays, but they do serve breakfast all day. And it's good to have them on board with us. All right, let's get the weather out there. I know someone's already hitting me on the chat line on the side here. Uh, currently, it is 63 degrees here in Anderson and surrounding areas. Uh, going into tomorrow, we've got a high of 68, low of 50. Going to have some partly cloudy skies out there. Only about 7% chance of rain, so it did pass through. It is going to get breezy out there tomorrow, hanging around about 13 miles an hour. Going into Saturday, another beautiful day. Uh, high of 71, low of 51. Going to be partly cloudy. Zero chance of uh, rain is what they're showing in the forecast, but you know Alaska, just wait five minutes and we'll see how that changes. Winds are going to calm down to about five. Going into Sunday, another beautiful day. High of 74, low of 51. Going to be partly cloudy through the day and 2% chance going into that. Coming into Monday, we're going to start hitting those highs again. Uh, got a high of 78, low of 56. Going to be mostly sunny through the day, only 5% chance and just a 5-mile-an-hour breeze going on. Yep, I was going to get that out there. Someone just shot me another message here on the side. Let's get that info out there. Also, uh, uh, still doing testing out there for the uh, COVID testing. Horizon Medical, uh, of course, has joined with the Denali Borough. Anderson is having testing still here on Tuesdays. Tuesdays here in Anderson in front of the Anderson School Library. And that's Tuesday at 12 to 1. Tri-Valley is still having their testing. Mondays and Wednesdays, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, to 6.30 p.m. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. They're also doing rapid testing out there if you need it. If you do need a rapid test, it is by appointment only. You can call that number of 687-3317. And that'll get your... Uh, set up for a rapid test we do have some new clinics coming up uh they uh getting ready to send that info over to me and i'll have that next tuesday for our new dates of uh getting our vaccination clinic going okay let's see here what else do we got i think that's uh oh yes i need to get that out there thank you miss Susie. i just saw that I did get a few emails. We are planning on doing a vaccination clinic here on Saturday uh, since all the clinics have been during the week. 
generally uh, Mondays and Thursdays and Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going to do a Saturday clinic here uh, coming out of Anderson and uh, we're getting that stuff together. So if you guys, uh, I'm going to put that out on the uh, Facebook pages, on the Pulse page, and also uh, Ninana page and the Anderson page, so we can get kind of uh, adjust on how many people would be interested in coming in on that Saturday that we're going to set up for it to make sure that we're fully staffed for it and have enough vaccinations. I'll get that information out there. And yes, uh, it is going to be open to everyone. Uh, it is a free vaccination clinic, but we do need to get the count out. All righty. Let's see here if I have anything else to throw out there. Other than that, I think I've pretty much hit that for the notice. Also, I want to make sure that I get a shout out to... Uh, to everyone that was involved, we had a great show on Tuesday. Tuesday's show lasted two hours, had a lot of people call in, and it was just wonderful. Shout out to everyone to put together the celebration out there in Nana. Of course, uh, it was really great to be out there and get to see everyone. And, of course, the, the spaghetti cook-off was great. Um, yeah, it definitely was a lot of fun. And uh, you'll probably see something pop up in, uh, in the paper about that going on again. Uh, we got some info out there. And uh, it was a great time. Big shout out to, of course, Marilyn out there and our mayor that's coming on and everyone that put that together. It was another great year for the Ninana Fourth uh, of July celebration. It was just a wonderful time. All righty. I think I've pretty much rattled on here. Uh, like I said, we do have a special guest on tonight. Uh, we do have Mayor Josh Verhagen from Ninana coming on, and we're going to just talk to him and uh, find out what's going on. And it looks like we had a few more jump on here. Wonderful. Thank you for being here on the show. All righty. Uh, Mayor, if you'd like to, you can go ahead and hit that call button on there, and we'll get you live on the air. And then I, what I do is, oh, there it is. I'm going to go ahead and send you an invite there, and then it'll just say join. Good evening, Mayor. How are hey. you tonight? Great. Can you hear me all right? Oh, boy, it is clear as a bell. Thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> is it a little too loud? No, no, it's actually okay. just right. I can. I got a soundboard here, so if I see it, the DB start to climb a little high, I can knock it down a little bit. So we're all good. Cool. Hey, thank you well, for thanks. joining us tonight. Really? Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Yeah. So everyone's, uh, there's a lot of people. I don't know. Like I said, I never get to see what people can see on the app. I can just see on my side shot, you know, how many people have joined. We got a lot of people on here tonight and uh, just really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and just talking to us about what's happening in Ninana. I mean, the celebration was awesome. Everything is awesome right now. And I know you got a lot of things in the works and uh, yeah, if you want to, I'll just open the floor to you and you can just shoot away and tell us what's going on. Well, thank you. And um, you'll have to forgive me. I'm not familiar with this platform, so it's, yeah. uh, it might, might take me a little while to learn what everything is, but uh, I'll yeah. figure it out. And uh, should, should I do a little bio or intro for yeah. those who may not know? Yes, please do. Me? Yes, please Great. do. Go ahead. Cool. Um, well, so um, I was born and raised in, in Ninana. And um, just a brief backstory, my, my mom's dad was stationed at Ladd Airfield in 1956. He came up uh, from Oregon 
And uh, that's what brought our family to Alaska. And uh, even though my mom only lived here for a couple of years, she was born in the hospital on base at, at Wainwright. Um, mm-hmm. And and then she grew up mostly in um, Seattle and then in Scottsdale, Arizona. So she never lived here. Uh, she doesn't even remember uh, pretty much anything about Alaska. But when her and my dad met um, in Hawaii, my dad's from Hawaii, um, yeah. They had a friend, um, one of one of my mom's dad's friends, who still lived up here, uh, Glenn Gregory, who was a pilot, and he ran the the uh, airlines out in um, in Tanana in the commercial store there. And they uh, they offered him a seasonal job to run that store, and they they moved up here in 1980 uh, for a seasonal job, and they never left. So that's how we wow. got to Alaska, and um, they lived in Tanana for seven years. And um, while he was there, my dad became the magistrate judge for this area and eventually uh, moved here into Ninana about a couple months before I was born. So um, I'm a Ninana boy and um, love the town and have quite a passion for the history and the opportunities in this area. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I've got a wife and two little boys, um, a five and a seven year old, and uh, they're awesome. And um, I went to UAF and got uh, two degrees, one in drafting technology and one in East Asian languages and politics. So, wow. Uh, that's a uh, rough one. You speak yeah. Mandarin? <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> you do? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I've been my, through- my wife and I both do. Oh, wow. That's tough. That's tough. If I can <laughs> when I did take it, I, I took some of it. Um, I do have family that could speak Mandarin. And yeah, I remember there was like seven sounds for the letter A. And I mean, it was oh, just, yeah. it was rough. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tonal language and that, yeah. that's hard for a lot of people. Right. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. And um, I've been mayor for almost three years now. I was on city council for a bit before that, but um, I love the opportunities here. I love the geographical location in Ninana, and I just feel like there's a lot of untapped um, potential here, and um, and I'd like to see what I can do to help facilitate um, our town growing and improving. And so right. uh, I'd be glad to share some of the things we're working on. That would be awesome. That would be really good. All right, Josh, jump behind so, into it. Um, I think one of the first things that's helpful to know is that uh, the city's goal, the city council and myself, um, our goal has been to turn our financial situation around for about the last three years. That's kind of been our top priority. Um, And that's not been an easy task. Um, And uh, we owed quite a lot of money and we didn't have a ton of revenue. And we also lost quite a bit of revenue when, when Crowley pulled out in 2016 and 17, um, they were leasing the dock space from the city and, uh, for about 200,000 a year. And when they pulled out that, that was a pretty big hit, um, to the city. And so, um, trying to recover some of that or find other industry and, and ways to raise the revenue has been a bit of a challenge, but we have, um, about four years ago, we made some pretty big cuts and that was tough to do. Um, but we've now been operating in the black for three consecutive years. Um, and we've also paid down about a million and a half of dollars of debt, um, which that's a big, to, 
Yeah. It, yeah. Our annual operating budget is um, only about a million dollars. And so to pay a million and a half down in three years and still have money to operate has been really tough. But a, a lot of credit goes to our, our bookkeepers who've done a fantastic job mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and our staff. But that's kind of just I think that's important to understand because the city doesn't have a lot of money to spend on projects. And so we've been seeking grants and other outside um, funding uh, from the state or federal government uh, to help with moving some projects forward um, right. because uh, we just we don't have the, uh, the the revenue just uh, out of pocket to pay for some right. of these things. And so uh, we, we have uh, been awarded about three grants in the last, um, I don't know, eight or 10 months. Um, and one of those, um, well, actually two of them have to do directly with our biomass plant. And so I'll, first I'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. a, a few years ago, I th- actually it was about 10 years ago, um, there was a biomass wood chip boiler system put in at Toke, and, um, that was to offset the heating costs of the school and some of the other buildings out there. And they also wanted to offset the electrical costs. And so they were paying about 75 cents a kilowatt at the time, which is a lot. Um, And they, uh, I don't remember what they were paying for heat, but they decided to do this project and they got a grant for it. And um, it's, uh, it was a bit bigger than what we're doing here, Mm -hmm. but uh, they have been pretty successful. It's been 11 years, I think now 10 or 11 years since they, came online. And, um, the, the neat part is that because they were able to offset some of the costs from the school, the school gets reimbursed by the state by square footage of heating space, not based off of what the price of fuel is. And so that freed up as they lowered their heating cost, it freed up a lot of money for the school to be able to use that for other things. And they started a music program and hired some more teachers um, and so that was kind of the in- inspiration for, for this project. Um, mm-hmm. and around that time, maybe a year later, um, uh, an engineering firm called CTA did a feasibility study in Ninana to see whether or not doing one here would make sense. And, um, the, the feasibility study is available online and, and it was pretty promising. Um, and nothing, um, really happened 10 or so years ago with that. Um, but about two years ago in August of 2019, um, we were looking at ways of, of lowering some heating costs and decided we would invite the project manager, um, whose name is Rex Goolsby to, um, to come and give a kind of a presentation, um, of how this could work here in, in our community. And so he did, and the city council was really excited about it and, um, so we, we started that project, um, a couple years ago and got, um, we, we got kind of just the ball rolling. Um, but then about, uh, a, I don't know, maybe 10 or so months ago, we got a grant for engineering and design. Um, and then just more recently we got a grant to do the piping, uh, the heat distribution between the different buildings. Um, and so we're moving forward on that. The engineering's supposed to be done. Uh, toward the end of this month, and uh, and we're we've got the piping uh, ordered and and on its way, and hopefully can get that in the ground before 
before winter. And then um, we, we also are hoping as soon as we get the engineering done, Denali Commission says they've got some funding that can help us put the building up. So that's a little bit about the bio- biomass project. It's been um, a bit difficult and complex and uh, just kind of done in phases as we can, as we can uh, afford it. Uh, we right. put the foundation in last last fall, as uh, some people have seen, right across kind of kitty corner from the school. But so just baby steps, but uh, we we right. hope that, that works out well. And it'll also, in addition to just uh, saving some some costs on heating, um, it'll hopefully help to support some local industry with with logging and milling, and um, and also it's got a, um, a what do they call it a byproduct called biochar. Mm-hmm. which is a, a soil amendment that helps increase fertility in soil. And so that can help support greenhouses and growing and agriculture. So it's kind of a wow. fun project. Yeah. Um, that back Sorry, that in a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That uh, when you guys did the, uh, the, uh, the get together on the agriculture out there off 10th out there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, talk about that. And I mean, a lot of people were interested and wanted to learn about this kind of stuff. And I tell you what, the feedback I was getting on it was, it was very well prepared. And, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways that Ninana can go right now. You guys have, have a lot of openings and a lot of ways to, you know, bring in certain businesses and that sort of stuff. And your small businesses that you have there, you have some of the most wonderful people that take care of the small business that does have small business there in Ninana, you know, and, um, it's just, it's one more thing that, uh, you know, that could help it, uh, help it flourish a little bit and bring a little bit more money to the town, you know? Yeah. All righty. Wonderful. That's, that's, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then um, the third grant that we received was um, a, a grant to help us get a sawmill installed in um, this blue warehouse that we've got sitting on the docks where Crowley uh, vacated. And uh-huh. um, that's a kind of exciting one because it ties directly in with our biomass project, even though it's a bit separate, um, is that getting a sawmill installed in there to um, to produce dimensional lumber uh, all of the waste material from that can be chipped up and used as a fuel source for the biomass project. So that way we're not having to actually spend um, time going out and collecting uh, wood and, and chipping it. Uh, we'll just use the, the waste product. And right. um, that'll, that'll also make it so that whoever's doing the, the milling um, won't uh, have to get rid of it some other way because right. there's a, there's a lot of chips around actually. I mean, even Denali borough landfill, um, they, they chip brush and they've got piles of for, for people to take. Um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's nowhere, no, nothing really much to do with it. So, uh, once we've got this boiler in place, um, we'll have, uh, and well, we'll be able to burn, um, quite a bit of, of chips wherever, then wherever they come from. So, right. Okay. Well, that's going to save a big chunk right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah well. uh, I did hear about the project and I was hoping you were going to bring that up, you know, and I wanted to know more about it. And I'm sure a lot of people on the air right now didn't even, you know, know what was going on in the background with it. But, um, 
Yeah, that's a that's a huge step to take. I mean, a, a yeah, big well, step to take. Yeah, and in, in addition to heating the school, it'll also be heating the water treatment plant and the fire department, and um, and that'll really help because the heating costs of all three of those buildings is pretty huge, and the water treatment plant itself is makes up for about forty one percent of the city's entire heating costs. So oh, wow. to ha- to have that offset. Um, pretty much entirely uh, will make a huge difference and it allow us to be able to budget for improvements to the water and sewer plant um, that have been kind of rough to budget uh, yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. How is, how is that improvement going on the, on the water plant right now? Cause a lot of people. Um, it's, it, yeah. Yeah. It's going pretty good. Um, it was a long time coming. The plant is 42 years old. And um, the the EPA had gave or I guess allocated some funding for the Ninana water treatment plant um, in about 2014. Um, however, most uh, communities are not uh, allowed to manage that funding. I think Anchorage might be the only city that that's allowed to do that. Um, they have to have Village Safe Water or ANTHC or one of those organizations. Um, with in-house engineers and stuff, manage that those funds. And so um, since 2014, it's just been a bit of a battle trying to get that project rolling and moving forward, even though the funding has been there, um, yeah. which is one reason why it didn't make sense to um, spend a whole ton of money, um, uh, taxpayer dollars on making improvements when there's already, you know, five and a half million designated for the upgrade. But, you know, it's just, it was taking for, uh, quite quite forever. So um, we finally got them moving forward about last uh, October, November, and um, they are start, They started phase one and they're now back continuing phase one, which is mostly just the civil and site work. Um, but they are right about to start phase two, which is um, the interior mechanical plumbing part portion, which is really the portion that is, is crucial. Um, because, uh, 42 years with no upgrades, uh, there's a lot of rusted pipes and, um, a lot of pumps were starting to fail. And, and so we have, the city has budgeted, um, about 60 or so thousand dollars into just kind of keeping things running because we can't right. uh, just let things fall apart while we're waiting. And so, um, we, re- we rebuilt the filters and we, replaced a bunch of the pumps, but, um, yeah, so they're, and, and they're going to be replacing, uh, all of that, um, over the next few months and, and, and about the next year. Um, yeah. but things are going fairly well. They're, we're trying to, uh, work together to coordinate, uh, with their schedule and with the needs of the public so that we're not shut down, uh, too frequently or during business hours. Um, mm-hmm. and so, it's just a lot to move around and to, to, to change and still keep everything running the way it should. Uh, right. So it's a little tricky, but I think overall it's, it's going quite well. Yeah. It has to go in phases. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So what are the other ideas and stuff that are coming up that are in the works right now? Is there stuff out there, you know, uh, trying to bring, you know, uh, more vacation traffic through there, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that I think is pretty fun and exciting is that we have a new 
um, uh, a new tenant in the railroad depot. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is the friends of the Tanana Valley railroad association. And that's their whole organization, uh, based out of Fairbanks that are train enthusiasts and, and they are all about historic preservation. And they signed a lease with us, I think in November last year to, um, take over the lease of the depot, the railroad depot. And they've been making some cool improvements in there. Um, a lot of them are structural and um, just improving the building that is uh, had some issues in the, in the basement with sagging and beams rotting. And so they've started from literally from the ground up, starting to make repairs on that. And when you walk in there now, it, it doesn't feel like you're um, like you're rolling one way or the other. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's good to see that somebody with that kind of passion um, taking this building on because it's a hard thing to do for one person and, and, and also run a successful business. And so right. for a whole board like this, it's, they're really the perfect people, I think, to, to be running it. Um, and they've, uh, they pressure washed the outside and they, they plan to do a new paint job. And, um, so it's, it's a real awesome historic building. It's, uh, coming up in two years on a hundred years old. Um, and, and I'm just glad to see someone in there that's, uh, given it the love and, and care that it deserves, but Definitely. They're op- yeah, they're, they're open, um, not every day, but, uh, they've, they've been, uh, their Airbnb, the rooms upstairs have been open and they've been, I think they've been booked ever since they opened. Um, wow. and they all, they also said that they've had frequent traffic when they are open, but I think they're looking for someone, um, from the local area who can permanently be there to keep it open because they have a hard time coming down from Fairbanks and, and being available all the time. Oh, okay. You know, and it is, it's a, it's definitely an awesome sight to see, especially when you come into town, you know, it's the first thing you see looking dead down the street, you know? Yeah. There's so many. I think it's one. Yeah. 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 I think it's one of maybe uh, four of the original depots left in the state. So it's kind of cool that it's still here mm-hmm. um, and that it's actually in, in pretty decent shape. But I think some of their goals are to try and get uh, draw in more traffic off the highway uh, mm-hmm. into town. Um, and they want to support the community beyond just the depot. They, they are interested in putting up some historic plaques around town or maybe some benches along the, the sidewalk and just ways of trying to improve the, the a street here. Right. Um, and, and so, I, Oh yeah. The other thing is they're trying to work with the Alaska railroad to get the train to make this a regular stop, even if it's just one day a week at first. Um, uh-huh. but that would help bring in a lot of, um, business and opportunity for, for the local, uh, restaurants and stores and, Vendors oh, yeah. and things like Definitely. that. Definitely. I mean, I've I've seen. Yeah, I I heard them talking about it that the Alaska Railroad was going to talk about doing some whistle stops again, trying to get things moving on that direction again. Mm-hmm. That'd be an awesome thing to see. You know, it really yeah, would. Sure would. Yeah, you guys have so much history and so many beautiful buildings there in town. You know, from. Yeah you know, seeing Roughwoods on right when you come in to the train depot to, you know, historically Cog Hills. I mean, it's just what you see when you come in and, mm-hmm. you know, when we were having the, when we were having the spaghetti cook off uh, this last weekend, um, 
it was amazing to just talk to some of the folks that just stopped because they saw things going on, you know, yeah. and, you know, just travelers and, you know, they'd walk through and went downtown to watch what was going on. And as they were coming back through, they're saying, what a neat town, you know, and how, how neat it was and how neat the people are. And, you know, that's a kind of word of mouth that gets around, you know, to, to start bringing mm-hmm that kind of traffic back in, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, Nina's got a fun energy about it. It's a, it's a small enough town. You can walk um, almost everywhere. It's, it's not spread out real far. Um, and it's kind of got a little city center, even though we don't have a ton going on at the moment there, the potential for that is all there. And I kind of see Nina as a little bit like uh, Skagway. I don't know if you've been to Skagway before. I have. Yeah. But it's it's a cool historic railroad town, and I, I think Ninana has every potential to be a lot like that. Um, and the the other thing that's that I think a lot of people like is the authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. It's not overly commercialized. It's not um, it, it, every every gift shop's not a um, jewelry shop, <laughs> right? Um, right. And, exactly. and if, if you if you go on the cruise cruise ships and stuff, it's like. After the fifth or sixth gift shop, you're, you've just seen it all. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and I think tourists that come to Alaska want to see something different. They want to see something unique. They want to yeah. see something authentic. And I think Ninana has a lot to offer in that regard. They do. They yeah. definitely do. All right. And, you know, it's been tough on the course on the small business in Ninana. We've been talking about that, uh, you know, quite a, quite a bit. Um, you know, with COVID and everything else of, of mm-hmm. what's happened lately, you know, and the toll it's taken on our small business, which is one of our biggest things that we're working on is bringing things back, you yeah. know, and exactly. that's, it's, uh, it's tough any way you look at it, you know, going yeah. through. Are there, um, has Nana put anything in place to invite, invite small business or, uh, you know, get um, things? kicked off yeah so uh, i've been doing quite a bit of outreach and just um i don't know what what you want to call it lobbying um Uh wherever i go trying to help people see some of the potential business opportunities here and in uh, at least one well in a a few cases but one in particular that's kind of paid off that um is in the works that is a really exciting project to me is um, a solar farm project and i don't know if you've heard anything about that yet just a little bit or not a whole lot about it or where it's going to be or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. So there is a, a couple from, um, from Anchorage that um, they, she worked for BP, he worked for Exxon and they got kind of interested in solar just for their own house. And um, they learned quite a bit about how much the technology has been uh, increasing and improving over the last five or 10 years and so they put some solar panels up on their house. It worked out well. They went in with a buddy and put some up at his house, like a mini solar farm there. And um, they've just really gotten into it. And about uh, two years ago, they built the biggest solar farm in Alaska, which is down in Willow. Okay. And, and so uh, and it's a 1.2 uh, megawatt um, solar farm and about on 14 acres. 
And um, so they wanted to expand. They had some investors that were interested in seeing more of this in Alaska. And they came out to Fairbanks and were looking somewhere in the Fairbanks North Star Borough for some property to do a solar farm. And they had a hard time um, getting the right land that had the right zoning and it was in the right price range and that sort of thing. And they were talking with uh, one of the gals from the uh, North Star Borough and she mm-hmm. said she, her and I had talked at, at some AML conferences about the opportunities here and how I was trying to invite industry here. And, and she asked them if, if they had talked with me yet and, and they said they, they hadn't really thought about any Nana. So she referred them on to me and they just kind of called me out of the blue and asked if we had any land here that they could do um, a much bigger solar farm on. They want to do a 15 megawatt farm, so 15 times bigger than the biggest, um, on about 200 acres. Um, and so they, we, the city identified some land just south of the float pond at our airport um, okay. that's fa- fairly unusable for most things because it's seasonally wet even though it's not wetland, it, it gets a little it bit. It gets a little swampy out there. I know yeah. <laughs> through there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, the, the thing is, is that they are actually looking for that type of uh, terrain because the, they don't have to worry as much about tree clearing and brush cutting because it just doesn't grow real tall. Um, right. And they also, they use these ground screws that go down about 12 or 15 feet um, and then they anchor the solar panels on like you would a satellite dish. And so oh, okay. it doesn't disturb, doesn't disturb the ground much and they don't care if it, uh, if it has seasonal frost cause they're going way below that. Right. Um, so it's kind of a cool thing because, um, it would take a, a whole ton of fill to, to fill up 200 acres with gravel to, to build other infrastructure, but they don't need that for this. And yeah. so they're, they're interested in leasing that. They've signed a temporary um, a use agreement um, and they've gone out there and done some, um, some testing on the uh, ground screws and, and the soils and stuff like that. And they just um, put in a, a request for information with GVEA uh, on their, on their uh, I guess, their bid that they're doing right now for an alternative energy project. And right. – um, Basically, GVA is looking for some kind of alternative energy program or project that that they can partner with um, to bring something else online, whether it's biomass or solar or wind or whatever. And whoever wins this, um, uh, eventually this RFQ or request for, um, uh, I mean, sorry, not RFQ, RFP, request for proposal, um, will get that partnership and kind of remove some of the barriers to entry. So. Um, they're, they're very hopeful on that because they've got a, um, a track record. Um, they've got obviously the, the biggest solar farm already. They've got an investor who's willing to pay for the project, which is a multi-million dollar project. Um, mm-hmm. they've got a, a, a piece of property identified and an entity they're working with. So I'm really hoping that, uh, that they're the ones selected. And even if they're not, they can still, um, potentially move forward, but this will just make it a lot easier for them to. Yeah. get in um, with GBA. So that would benefit Ninana in a few ways. One is that we could, we'll have a, a land lease, uh, which will bring in some revenue, even though the land value may not be high. And we also have a sales tax, a 4% sales tax. So any power that they sell to GVEA 
uh, we would get 4% of that. And um, that, that all that revenue would have to stay in the port because it's on airport land. Um, but that's uh, unrestricted funding that could be used to making improvements at the municipal airport. And for those who don't know, we, we don't have a DOT uh, run airport. It's a city run one. And so we've got to have our own funding to maintain it, plow it, right. improve it, et cetera. So that, that would be a huge, huge help. Yeah. Big time. Wow. Okay. So you do have a lot of things in the fire right now going in the yeah. background, you know? Well, I, yeah. And <laughs> I'm just getting started. Uh, I mean, I could probably talk for too long, but that that's uh, to me, that's one of the bigger ones as far as the impact it would make on our community because it will provide somewhere around 50 to 60 um, uh, jobs to build it um, right. over about two over about two years. And then um, long term, it'll be between 10 and 12 permanent but part time positions yeah. for for snow removal and brush cutting and maintenance and things like that. So. That for a, a small town, that's um, nothing to bat an eye at. No, it's not. It's like someone just, uh, uh, Susie, our exec producer, <laughs> she just threw in there very positive. You know, it's yeah. definitely positive in in the way that it's going right now. So you do yeah. have well, a lot of things going. Yeah. And the other thing I really like about it is that it, it, it allows um, the community to have a little bit of diversity with what, uh, with our economy. Um, yeah. because if we have all of our eggs in one basket and, and some kind of a pandemic or something comes along, um, it was real tough. I know for the Denali borough to lose about 80 or 85% of their budget, um, all like just, you know, like a snap in the snap of a finger, right. um, due to the pandemic. And so, um, having different uh, industries here, so that uh, when things get rough in one area, it doesn't uh, devastate the whole community is, is another goal that we're trying to work on. So, and that one is, is um, one that it doesn't seem like whatever happens, people still need power. <laughs> and so right. that, that would be pretty stable. Um, but the other thing is that this couple, they're just kind of contagious to talk to. They're really enthusiastic um, and they, uh, want to really get the community involved and make this part of, um, the culture of Ninana. And there's a ton of blueberries out in this area that they want to put these solar farms. And they were talking about maybe doing some kind of a berry picking event, um, where they kind of open up the solar farm area for the community to come and pick berries under the solar panels and, um, yeah. Maybe do like a little park where tourists could pull over and and get a picture with the with the farthest north solar panel or solar farm or, or something like that to just kind of engage the public. Right. Yeah, definitely some neat ideas there. I mean, yeah. it's uh, that's another thing you know with things going on right now. Uh, we're just trying to break out of this pandemic that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see buses move around um you know denali's kicking off uh they're doing pretty good uh they matter of fact i i've talked about it you know we've had a lot of questions about denali what's been going on up there you know they they did some last minute switches on there you know on the buses because they're only running at you know they were supposed to run the buses at like 50 percent 
you know, capacity. Mm -hmm. And of course, then they changed it. So now they're running full capacity, but they're, you know, they're still very short, you know, they're only running like, uh, I think it was about 35 buses as opposed to, you know, into a hundred. Um, yeah. So, but things are definitely changing and they're, Mm. they're changing for the better. You know, are you guys starting to see bus traffic again, come through there or, uh, uh, a little bit. Um, there's, there's been a little bit of the visitor center, um, this year, the, the cultural center and artisan market were not open. And that was mostly just due to concerns about how much, um, business we may or may not have. Um, and so I think plans are to have, um, at least the cultural center open next year. Um, but, uh, and we used to have about 16 to 20 buses a day come down to the cultural center and artist. And that was was awesome. Um, so we hope to get that back, but I've, I've seen just a few, maybe two or three, um, a day, um, and, and sometimes less, but we, I've also seen an increase in independent tourism, like just kind of, um, people in RVs and rental cars and, and stuff. So, uh, I think people are a lot of U-Hauls do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rental car shortage. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. definitely. <laughs> I know there's so, been. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was. I was. Uh, it's been brought up a few times about the buses coming through there. You know that they've been making quick stops lately. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was wondering, are you involved in? you know, what happens with the buses that come through there? Is there a way to, you know, talk to them to get them to stay a little longer, maybe browse through town, you know, mm-hmm. get some of the small yeah, business involved a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've met with um, princess and premier um, okay. and um, premier um, has been pretty good uh, to, to work with and talk with the, they actually for a little while, did um, some winter buses for the tourists to see the ice classic, um, the tripod and the, the ice classic tower and stuff. And that was kind of cool. Um, Sherry Fornis was kind of like the, the tour guide and just told them about the history of it and stuff. And people enjoyed that. So that was right. something that came, came from a, a meeting that um, I had with, uh, with a couple of the people from premier. Um, and then I've met with, with princess and, Princess um, is a little bit harder just because they've got uh, pretty complex schedules and um, uh, and the, kind of a different process um, to how they do things. And usually they want to see businesses that have been um, successful for a few years and that are um, highly requested by um, by the by tourists um, before they're going to join up and, and partner with somebody. So I've, we've talked to them about staying here a little bit longer because they, they yeah. usually only stay for about 20 to 25 minutes and, and we're right. kind of uh, just a bathroom break, which I mean, it's, uh, and I'm not complaining because that's better than them not being here. Um, but it would, it'd be really cool if we could get them here for like two or four hours where yeah. they could explore the town. And that's actually something we've talked, uh, we've heard from a lot of people that have talked with us is that they said, man, this town looks really intriguing. I wish I could have more time here. And Spend but a little more. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Just, they just kind of rushed on their way. Um, so we've told them j- just cause this is the feedback we've got from princess that um, if that, if that's what they want to see, they need to fill out a, r- a report card or a, 
um, a, sur a survey card or whatever they're called and just let them let princess know that they would like to spend more time here. And I think if we get uh, more and more people requesting that, uh, they may consider modifying their, uh, their schedule. So, okay. All right. I know that was but, one of the concerns that, you know, I was getting questioned about and I had no answer for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I wanted to ask you about. One of the things was, you know, seeing if there was a way to get them, you know, to, so it wasn't, just such a, you know, basically a stop by whistle stop, but more of a, hey, come enjoy our town, you know, see the small business here, you know, yeah. get things working well, that way. Yeah, and it's kind of a uh, catch-22 because in order to have successful businesses that um, have consistent customers, we need um, the buses to commit to being here. But at the same time, they don't they don't want to commit to being here until we've proven that we can be a successful business. So it, it, it has to kind of grow organically and, and slowly. Um, uh, I, I, that's kind of it seems to be about the only way to go. Um, but I think each business in town actually supports the uh, the the community and, and each other. It's kind of like the I don't know how that saying goes where when the tide rises, it you know, raises, all, raises all the boats. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that if there's enough for tourists to do here in Nanana to keep them busy, whether it's dog sled rides or nature walks or boat rides or even um, air taxi rides, um, those are the kind of things that I think a lot of tourists want to see and want to have experience. And we've got to provide something that's unique and different from Fairbanks and Denali because we can't compete with, with those two. And so right. if we can find something that's unique to this area that people want to come and see, um, I think that'll be our, our best bet. Right. Um, but I did want to mention that we do have a, um, a tourism association that, that started up a, about, I think it's been almost two years now. Um, and they meet on the first Tuesday of every month. And um, they just talk about uh, most of them are just business, local business owners um, or people who want to see um, more tourism in the community. And um, they have been pretty influential in working with Princess and other uh, organizations, just learning about what, what, it need, what kind of needs um, we'll need to, to meet in order to uh, get more buses here and more traffic here. And um, so that's a, a good thing for people to attend if they want to learn more about some of the efforts that are being made to improve tourism in the community. Yeah. And, and I believe, I believe those have been held at Cog Hills. Um, I'm not sure if that's the same, still the same meeting location, but first Tuesday of every month. Okay. All righty. Yeah. I noticed that you got some, you got some new people on the, in the County seats right now. That's happening. Mm -hmm. I, I did notice that Carrie's now on the seat and, yeah. Um, you know, that's getting some small business in there to, uh, you know, get some input in there. And it's, yeah, it's, we're, we're, yeah, it's, uh, we're excited to have her join us. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Well, great stuff. Um, so, um, another project you, you brought up earlier today in our, in our brief talk was the, the Lagoon project. Yeah. Um, that, that's one that, um, to me is one of my favorite uh, projects just because it, uh, 
it's all about having fun and, and having something to do here in this community and, and having some recreation. And I think recreation is one of the things that seems to be underestimated in a lot of communities um, yeah. as far as being worth investing in. Um, but when you think about it, uh, when you leave your house, it's usually only for a couple things. Uh, it's for uh, besides going to work, it's for shopping and recreating. Um, and so if you're not, if you're not working, uh, you want to go somewhere where you can shop or somewhere where you can recreate. And if there's neither in, in a community, people will go elsewhere. And, you know, we all know how many people drive out to China hot springs to recreate right. and they're willing to drive that distance because it's, it's family fun and, you know, or, uh, fun with friends. And so, um, I was thinking about it uh, uh, when I got on the city council about four and a half years ago um, about uh, what we could do to make some kind of a draw to bring people into the community um, and something that wasn't going to be some huge uh, like Olympic sized swimming pool kind of project, something yeah. that we could do in phases um, uh, just improving or repurposing an area. And I thought about the fact that between Fairbanks and Delta, you've got, Tanana Lakes, Chena Lakes, Harding Lake, Birch Lake, Lost Lake, uh, all these places to recreate. And between Fairbanks and Cantwell or, or farther, there's no uh, places like that. Um, and especially not right here in Nenana. Right. Um, and so a lot of the local kids don't end up learning how to swim or have a safe place to swim. And a lot of them will end up swimming right in the Tanana River, which um, is just not safe. Right. And so, um, I, I thought about what we could do here and, uh, there's an area over kind of by the boat launch off of 10th street that, uh, is fairly large and that's got some erosion going on. And the erosion has cut this big U shape out of the bank there. And we're losing a few feet every year. And, um, if we are, if we were to correct that erosion by building a dike that kind of just restore the 1949 riverbank line, um, then it would actually create a large lagoon right on the other side uh, where the river had been cut, and mm -hmm. it'll it'll kind of kill two birds with one stone. It'll correct the erosion issue, and it'll also create a swimming area that's right by the river. And so we could put in some culverts at the high water, high flood level so that a couple of times a year when the water gets high, it'll exchange and we won't get stagnant water. Um, but it'll also be safe and protected um, area where, where people can swim. So that was kind of the initial idea and it's kind of grown. Um, and, and for those who don't know, I'm a bit of an artist and uh, I like graphic designing. And so I, I just kind of got carried away with all the different potential ideas that you could include in this. And I posted about it. Um, a few I remember. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then just recently again, um, just to kind of give an update on that project. Um, and the thing that I think is important for people to know is that this is not a project that would be funded with taxpayer dollars because we don't have that kind of revenue. Um, right. This would have this would have to be something that we sought grants in order to to build. Um, and in, in addition to that, um, the city really doesn't have interest in running um, a bunch of businesses. Um, in my personal philosophy, government doesn't run businesses as well as the private sector does. And so I would rather that uh, cities and governments 
um, help the private sector by building some of these sort of things and then allowing them to be run privately. Um, and so what I think would be cool is to have like an independent caretaker that could run the, uh, the park and the boat launch. And we're, we're talking about maybe a campground and, uh, that would also provide some security in that area because we do have some issues at the boat launch with, uh, with theft now and again, and right. people just, people just behave differently when someone's around and watching. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate, uh, kind of uh, a fact. And so yeah, yeah. Um, with someone over there, I think that would help to decrease that um, issue and also help to keep it clean and tidy. Um, but it would be a, biz- a good business opportunity for someone to to run that. And uh, unlike Tanana Lakes and Chino Lakes, where there, there aren't uh, any options to have like vendors or food or things like that, I think it'd be really cool to invite um, either a farmer's market or have a little boardwalk where people could sell snacks and food. Because when you go to the lake, um, it seems more often than not, you don't remember to either bring food or bring enough food. And then you got to head off to Fred Meyer and go buy some stuff and come back. And it'd be kind of cool to just have, um, food and some little businesses right there. Um, right. even if, even if it's just on a weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah. Food trucks, something. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that project, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was remember when you posted it, you know, just a couple months ago and brought it back to life again, there was a, there was a lot of people that jumped on there and you even had some volunteers already. If I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, it's a, it's a, something that I think um, most people can get behind. It's not a, um, a partisan issue. It's, it's not a very controversial issue. Um, it's just something where we can have a place to have some fun and join nature, um, and, uh, and get outside. And so, and part of the project beyond just the, the swimming and lagoon part is, um, a, a small boat Harbor. And the inspiration for that was a couple things. One, Tanana Lakes has a launch, uh, like a stillwater boat launch where you can launch into this lake that's connected to the Tanana river. And that way you don't have to fight the current as you, right. um, are loading and unloading, which is a common problem here at our boat launch. Um, and the other thing is you could actually put a concrete ramp into this stillwater launch because you don't have the issue with breakup. Right. And the, the hydraulics of, of the ice every spring is really just something it, anything there it'll just take it out yeah and so um we've got to reshape the boat launch every now and again um if it gets too steep or whatever but if we had a little boat harbor um that connected to the ninana river there um i think it'd be great not only for launching but we could actually have a place to dock boats um that's protected and we could have a, a docking fee and generate a little bit of revenue there yeah. Um, so I think that's an exciting thing because it's no, no fun tying your boat up to the side of the river and hoping that a log doesn't sweep it away or right. um, take it out on the way by. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or flood your boat or whatever. And, and it's also no fun pulling out and launching every single time. Um, if you want to run to the store or something, it'd be nice to just pull it into the little Harbor and have, have it be safe there. So. Right. Definitely. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. 
Well, um, well, and the the other project that to me is really exciting. It extends far beyond Ninana, but it's one I've been following and been supportive of, and that's the Alaska Long Trail project. Are you familiar at all with that? I do have a little bit of it, but why don't you go ahead and throw it out there? Yeah, so um, the Alaska Long Trail project is a statewide thing where they're trying to build something similar to the Appalachian Trail or some of these other long trails in down in the States um, where people can get out and see Alaska more and not just be kind of stuck in a bus or an RV on the road. Um, and it also invites some of the um, independent travelers and more high adventure group um, up here. But the other thing cool about it is that uh, it's kind of targeted to support local businesses like Airbnbs and outposts and restaurants and laundry mats and things like that. Right. And um, the, the plan is to have a continuous trail from Seward all the way to Fairbanks. And there are certain portions of that, uh, that um, section that, um, that are already completed but, uh, and, and not necessarily as part of this project, but that, that could be just included in this so we're not starting from scratch. Um, and so I've had some people, some folks from the Alaska Long Trail reach out to me just wanting to know about local trails in, in this area and what's already in place that they may be able to tie into. Um, and so that's a, been a, a kind of exciting prospect because uh, there's, there's actually quite a few logging roads between Inanna and Fairbanks. And they're the farthest that one of these logging roads goes um, as far as uh, southwest is about three miles from Nenana. And so if we could connect that last three, maybe three and a half miles, um, and then there, I guess there's a bridge at Bonanza Creek that needs to be built, um, mm -hmm. then you could, you could literally bike or walk or snowmobile or whatever from, from Nenana to Fairbanks. Um, and it's supposed to be a multi-purpose, multi-use trail um, so that people can – use their fat tire bikes or their cross country skis or whatever. Um, but to me, that would be really a fun way uh, to get people to come and use our RV park, eat at our restaurants, use our laundry mat and, and things like that. Right. That's uh yeah, I actually did see something about that and been kind of watching it a little bit and it would be great to be able to, you know, draw those kind of things through there. It would definitely yeah. kick off the small business, of course, you know, and, and get things moving in a, a faster, you know, get them on plane better real quick, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing about this is that uh, most likely people are not going to be doing the whole thing. Uh, it'll be kind of sections, whatever people have time for. Um, but, uh, the, the project I'm sure will cost multi-millions of dollars. Um, but the part between Fairbanks and Ninana wouldn't be that hard to complete. And so if they secure funding for it, I'm going to kind of push that, that be one of the focuses is getting that section completed because it's just that close, um, between Ninana and Healy is another project I've been working on with, with the other They've, they've kind of divided up into different representatives. And, and that section is um, a little bit more tricky just because between um, Anderson and Nina is so swampy. Um, it is. It's a hair. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of wetland. And so um, we're trying to figure out a, a way through there. And, um, and one interesting idea actually was that now that the new bridge is in place, the, the one at the end of uh, 10th street, mm-hmm. um, there are some sand dunes out there. I don't know if anyone's been out there and seen this, but out by Dune Lake and, um, and past this ag subdivision area is uh, just miles and miles of these sand hills. And it's uh, very unique. There, I guess there's only, uh, I was reading an article that just actually came out saying how there's only about three natural deserts in Alaska, and this is one of them. Um, and so if you were to cross, um, through Kobe ag subdivision and, um, cross the Teklanika river up by the hills and then get onto these, um, these sand hills that are kind of, um, higher, um, you could connect all the way down to the toe jacket road and you'd stay high and dry the whole way. Um, so that's, uh, nobody's made any decision about that, but that was just a kind of a unique and kind of cool idea. I thought it would it would give a different experience along the trail um, that's that's just different from what you see almost anywhere else in the state. Yeah, definitely. And I got to say, I like the dunes, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you were saying your mom was from Scottsdale. I spent, a, uh-huh. I spent quite a bit of time in Arizona. I still have family down in Arizona. And uh, yeah, oh, they're cool. kind of. They're they're kind of hating it right now. Their average is about one fourteen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty rough. But uh, I can't take that. No, not with my not with my Alaska blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little rough. Matter of fact, my my daughter in law is up here right now, and uh, she just came from Mesa. She was in Arizona, and uh, yeah, she got off the plane. She goes. I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, definitely. Honestly, uh, to me, uh, for especially if I'm working, because um, my background is construction, and I, my three brothers and I run a construction company. Uh, to me, working in sixty or sixty so, some degrees is perfect. Um, yeah. If if I'm um, at, at the lake or something, then I like eighty degrees, but. You get up to a hundred and I just don't care much for that. No, no. It's a little rough. It's definitely a little rough. I can say that. Okay. Well, I don't know if there are any, um, aviators on online or anyone who's interested in, in airport stuff, but that's another thing that has become a bit more of a passion of mine that, um, as far as, uh, an, an avenue we're trying to go with the city because it's a, it's an unutilized or underutilized, I should say, um, asset and resource that we've got here. Um, and it's really nice. It's a paved airport, 4,600 feet long. Um, it's got, we sell fuel here at the airport, Jet, Jet A and Avgas. And um, we, I, about a year ago, I hired an airport manager and the city had never had an airport manager, but I felt like it was, um, it was worth hiring somebody because of the potential revenue that could be made there and mm-hmm. the, just the different opportunities. And he's been doing a great job. His name is Jarrett uh, Lawrence, and he has come up with quite a few ideas of how to attract more business in, into the airport. And um, a couple of those are one, he uh, suggested that we have a pilot's lounge that uh, could just allow 
uh, aviators when they come in to have a place to get out of the weather, to check their emails, to use the bathroom, make a coffee, whatever. Right. And um, their flight and actually, plans to anything. Yeah. 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 Or, or even just wait out the weather. If, um, if it's winter time, uh, you can't spend too much, too long in, in a, a tiny plane. <laughs> It'll right. get cold quick. Um, and so that's something that uh, we, we found a building that the city owned that we could move. It was a 16 by 36 building. And um, we found a way to move it. And we got it moved over to next to the fuel tanks or the fuel station. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was just a couple months ago. And um, so it's there. We are working on getting power hooked up and, and stuff. But uh, with the way the price of lumber and stuff has gone up, uh, it was nice to be able to just move a building over and it's already there. It's, you know, right. need, some imp- need some improvements, but we don't, we're not starting from scratch. Um, and in addition to that, we also, he suggested we get a courtesy car so that That's when people was fly thinking. in, yeah. yeah, that they can actually come into town. Because we get a lot of traffic that flies into the Ninana Airport that never comes into to Ninana into the town um, and supports local businesses because it's just a long walk. Um, right. And and so some people still do it, and there's even been a few people that will like bring a bicycle or or leave a bicycle here or whatever so they can come into town. Um, but we had someone who actually donated a, a 2006 Dodge Caravan that runs. Uh, to the city for this purpose, and we got it insured and and registered, and um, and uh, it's available now at the airport with a uh, with like a uh, what's it, a lockbox, mm-hmm. um, so that when when pilots fly in, they can use that van to go eat at Roughwoods or the Mondo or go to Cog Hills or whatever uh, right. they need to do. Meet up with a friend, and it, it's been used um, probably about five or six times now since it's become available about uh, over the last couple of weeks. So uh, if if there are any pilots um, that just want to fly over and, and grab a bite, um, you you now have a way to, to get into town. That's great. That's, uh, (laughs) that's actually really neat. I mean, that's a big thing. Um, I am an old pilot. So, cool. I, you know, bouncing around from airport to airport was, you know, a lot of fun for us, especially in the younger years. <laughs> and I say mm-hmm. in my younger years, you know, it was it was always fun to, you know, head to the lounge and usually eat at the airport or, you know, hop in a, a shuttle. Most of um, most of the, uh, you know, the lounges were set up for. uh you know, that had a shuttle to take you somewhere or this or that. And it's definitely an awesome idea, you know. Um, and yours is, uh, I take, I know it's an unmanned strip, correct? Yeah, yeah, we don't have someone there all the time, and we don't have a right. tower. Right. Um, yeah. But that's a great idea, definitely a great idea. Now that you got a sh- you know a way to shuttle in and out, now it's just pretty much getting the word out there. Yeah, you know yeah. these pilots flying in, you know. Yeah, uh, and we we created a uh, municipal airport or Ninana Municipal Airport Facebook page. So if anyone wants to hop on there and click like, you can follow the progress at the airport. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, just w- we'll we'll be getting the word out uh, through some other 
pilots that uh, friends that we've got up in Fairbanks. But um, uh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up on your show here in case anybody was listening in that that's a pilot. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was like I said, that was one of the coolest things was bouncing around airport to airport and hitting the exec lounge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's always <laughs> cool to fly in, tie down. And, you know, one of the we were talking about Arizona earlier. One of the funnest places to fly into was Falcon Field um, in Mesa, the either Scottsdale Airport or Falcon Field or even Chandler, because some of the restaurants were great. You know, oh, cool. um, uh, there was a Italian restaurant that we used to frequent quite a bit in Mesa at Falcon Field, you know, and you can basically, you know, taxi right up to it and tie down and go in and eat. You know, and it was it was really neat, but that would definitely bring some business in. You know, especially if we can get the word out there. But I will make sure yeah. and get that get that known out there. I mean, cool. especially with a building now that you got a building set up that you're going to have set up out there, kind of an exec terminal for the pilots mm-hmm. to come in. You know, that's that's really neat. Definitely. Yeah. Well, good deal. Yeah, well, so and um, we're we're open to other ideas of, of potential businesses that could come into the airport. Um, we've also been uh, trying to advertise that we've got lease lots available, um, and uh, we've actually we went from one lease last year um, that it was the only lease to now I think we're on our sixth lease. So Jared's working hard to get people um, just get the word out that we've got space available for lease and a few people want to build some hangers uh, yeah. out here. And uh, we met with some folks up at the Fairbanks International Airport and talked to them about different business ideas. And one of the things they brought up was that there's no, there's nowhere to paint planes in Fairbanks. Um, I believe there is somewhere down in Wasilla or somewhere, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's booked all the time. And so uh, people will fly out of state to get their planes painted and um, and we've got a building that could be used as that uh, as as like a paint shop um, right. that's close by the, the airport. So we're going to put an ad out there. If anybody has the skills and is interested in in running a business like that, I think it'd be a perfect place to come out yeah. and get your plane painted. Um, and uh, and close by, you know, just a hop over from Fairbanks. Right. So. Definitely. Are you a pilot yourself? I'm not. You're not okay. No, well, Jared is, and 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 he's a commercial pilot, and he's been trying to get me into it, but <laughs> it seems like a very expensive hobby. It, it can be. It definitely can be. Um, <laughs> look at Rick. Just there. by the way, Rick with Roughwoods is on. Also, he just put out Rattle Can. <laughs> pilots, pilots are a rare breed. We'll fly anywhere for good service. Um, uh-huh. You know. Uh, I was talking to my buddy Scott, and he's actually on right now. He's out down in Tucson. And our biggest thing was, you know, we were based out of Falcon Field in Mesa. But if we needed any radio work, we would go fly down to Eloy, which is a jump zone uh, for, uh, you know, for parachuting. And uh, But one of the greatest electronics guys and radio guys in Arizona was at this little field and we used to fly over there. He was called happy radio for years, this old guy. And we always fly in there to get our, you know, either our radios turned up or transponders or whatever. And he would do it right then and there. And you'd be able to, you know, sneak over, have a little lunch. And by the time you were done, 
you were swapped out and good to go, you know, but uh, like I said, pilots are, are, they're like that. If, if there's a way to hop in a plane and just go somewhere, it usually happens, you know? Yeah. So, but well, that's an amazing idea. It would bring some definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the hundred dollar burger. There you go. I know, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually we've had now uh, two flying events um, in the last few months. Um, one was from a group called airplanes and coffee and okay. uh, they're from all over the state, and they they just pick a location every month. They'll pick a, their their next location. They'll all fly there and just get together, hang out, bring donuts or or something. Right. And so they they picked Ninana in uh, I believe April and flew out here, and it was a good, really good turnout. Um, and then we also had the Fairbanks Experimental Aircraft Association um, do a barbecue, and um, it was open to the community. Um, right. and that was, um, maybe three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Um, and, uh, as they've come out here and seen some of the improvements, they've got really excited about it. And, um, they've been talking about how much potential there is here to do something like an air show or something where, um, right. You got a pretty big, could, yeah, pretty good size yeah. box about it that, you know, above it that you could use for an aerobatic box you know, yep. do some neat stuff. Um, yeah, it, it definitely has that potential. The hundred dollar burger burger. I keep looking at that, just laughing <laughs> <laughs> Hey, in Scottsdale, you know, where your mom was from, they had one of the best little cafes in the world at Scottsdale airport called the left seat. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. We used to fly over there just, just to go eat chili burgers and stuff. I mean, that's the kind of stuff, you know, and, and pilots, like I said, they'll fly anywhere to go do something like that. You know, sometimes it's not just all business. There's a lot of play involved. You know, I mean, we used to do poker runs in, in, in planes, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. The last poker run I did, it was quite a while ago. Um, I'd say it was probably, a good 10 years ago, but I did it down in Arizona and we did from Mesa to up to Payson globe. I think we even slipped Laughlin in there. If I remember correctly, we flew into Laughlin at the riverside mm. there and uh, poker runs are a blast too. And by airplane, but uh, yeah. there is, there's well, a lot we're, of, oh, yeah, know. we're not too far away for, for people to drive down too. like, if we do an air show yeah. or something, people could come down and watch um, either from Fairbanks or up from Denali and Healy and Anderson. And right. Um, it's just, it's good open air space. Um, and that's what I like about it. I, I mean, I've also thought about how cool it'd be for a uh, flight school because you yeah. know, you can learn without the anxiety of uh, uh, all the congested airspace. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's, there's yeah. a lot of potential. Yeah. Now, um, rattle can, I'm going to have to familiarize me. I don't know what that, um, Krylon <laughs> paint cans, uh, aerosol. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an old, that's an old car term when you, yeah, if you could, uh, yeah. Building rat rods, that sort of thing, rattle can it and call it good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And hence the term of usually a hundred footer looks great from a hundred feet away. Oh yeah. Usually yep. how you build sleepers and, uh, rat rods and that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Well, I guess, uh, remind me not to call on Rick for the airplane training. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> and believe me, paint for aircraft is not the easiest to squirt in the world. I've I've done my my share of of trying to shoot it, and it's it's not easy. And I think they actually yeah, still use Enron paint, which is a very thin paint, and yeah, it's mm. very easy to run, and <laughs> it's not the funnest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, good deal. Cool. Great, great info. Great info. Um, really appreciate well, I, it. I was wondering if you or anyone else had questions. Um, yeah, I was I, just gonna, I was gonna ask you if you, if, uh, anyone, uh, uh, local has any questions, you're welcome to, uh, post them in the chat box or I can go ahead and open the lines here. You don't mind me putting anyone else on the air, do you? Nope, no okay. I can, uh, Let's see here. Let me go ahead and do that. Okay, the uh, lines are open now. I went ahead and opened the lines. If you have anything that you'd like to ask any questions about, um, I do see some of our small business owners there that are on right now and quite a few locals here. If you have any questions for Josh, you're welcome to, uh, like I said, throw it in the chat box or go ahead and call in live right now. I've opened the lines up. Let's see if we're going to hear crickets or not, Josh. <laughs> and it's okay if, if nobody has anything. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll, usually what happens is I end up getting emails afterwards. So mm, I'll be forwarding yeah. you some emails with questions. <laughs> well, that works too. Did you, uh, here's a question for you. Did you happen to get to taste any of the spaghetti for the spaghetti cook-off? I did not. And, and I regret that actually, because I, I, heard I was going to, you know, why <laughs> I pinned you on that because I was one of the cooks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I well, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah I, and I told I told Rick it was going to be kind of hard for me to get away because I've got my two little boys and they they talk about the Fourth of July like it's better than Christmas, uh, um, and so I didn't want to miss that. But um, but yeah. you know, I'll, I'll have to squeeze pull away next time and get down there and, and well, taste that. I just uh, I just here's how you can tell when Rick jumps on the line. You're going to hear this. <laughs> Hi, Rick. Oh, good evening, good evening. <laughs> hey, Rick. I got a couple cans of spray paint. Uh, just uh, let me know when you want me to paint something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, is it is it flat black? I got some flat black and I got some gloss green. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you mentioned something about that trail through the dunes. Oh, now yeah. now you're close to your phone again. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Because you were talking about going from uh, Totec Lake, Dune Lake, back to the dunes. Are you trying to look to put something in from the oil field road out there? Uh, you mean like the the Totecet Road? Yeah, to hook up with all yeah. that stuff out there. Well, so um, none of this would, would be anything that uh, that I do or that the city does, but I think they're open to suggestions of potential routes and specifically one that could could stay high and dry. And that was one um, is that there are some trails between Totec Lake and Dune Lake, um, and there are some seismic lines between Dune Lake and, and Totec Road. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I actually heard word from, uh, one of my friends, Pat McGraw, um, who said that there's a guy who's trying to clear from the Tochak road out to Dune Lake, um, so that, uh, for summer access with the four wheeler. 
Um, so I don't know that that might play into it. Um, I think they just don't want to start from scratch and and just clear cut through the forest. And of course, there's land different landowners that they'll need permission from and stuff. So if there's existing trails, I think they're interested in and in knowing what those are and whether or not they can connect in. Okay, because uh, a pilot friend of ours has flown over that area. He he's looked over the seismograph trails, and they actually there's one. Basically, it runs from Duna Lake over towards uh, the oil field road area off of 10th Avenue. Oh, okay. Yeah. The tra and, there's uh, a trail that's already in place, you mean? It's, or a clearing? It was, it was for the seismic graph when they okay, cleared yeah. all that years ago. Um, right now, you really can't tell where it's at due to the fact all the leaves and yeah. all the willows are up and everything. Yeah, uh, because I have some guys in Fairbanks that have cabins out of Dune Lake. Uh, they're interested in trying to cut a trail over on one of them seismograph to the trail where they come off the swamp, basically, mm -hmm. onto a good uh, dry ground. Yeah, that would be great. Sharp left corner, and it's part of that seismograph trail that they got their trail cut over to Dune. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've I've uh, I've met with Pat uh, McGraw and with David Clark and with a few people that that go out that way and do some trail grooming and, and maintenance. And um, I'm interested, even though, like I said, this is outside of city limits and, and not really anything directly that the city um, is going to do. But just as far as um, getting involved, uh, getting uh, and kind of encouraging different things and facilitating discussion. I think it'd be great, and if, if you or um, any of your buddies out at Dune Lake want to join in on these conversations, um, they're looking for more um, more experience and, and more um, knowledge about the, the trails out that way and, and just the terrain, um, because it's a lot to, to try and go and explore, but for those who've been out there um, for years, they know the tricks and the, the spots that are good, so... Yeah. yeah, because during the wintertime, you can always tell where the swamps are when you ride snow machine out there. Then you can yep. tell where the high ground is. Um, yeah. Where's this Totec Road at? Where's that located at? Where's that? Uh, you highway? mean Tochacket Road? Yeah, Tochacket Road. Yeah, um, so no Tochacket Road, road um, the one that goes across the new bridge. Right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so if, if you if you look at if you look at the map, um, all the all the streets in Inanna are um, due north and south, and then due east and west. And Tenth Street goes straight, um, and actually where it turns to the right and goes to the boat launch is actually Tochacket Road. Okay. Um, well, so if you were if you, it's called Tochacket. Tochacket. Yep. And so Tochacket it starts. Road. Yeah, it starts right as it branches off of Tenth Street. And it goes across the new bridge, and then it goes out about 13 miles um, to those drill pads and stuff, and then it just yeah. dead ends. So Okay, because from what I can uh, you know, do by GPS and all that good stuff, I've marked a couple spots. You go all the way down to the left side. Um, we call that, you know, when we're riding snow machine or ATVs, we call that 11-mile uh, trail. You know, it runs 11 mm -hmm. miles okay. out and stops. And then it goes into the woods. Um, there's a well-maintained trail in the wintertime that runs all the way out to the Cantation River. Um, yep. I've been out there and surveyed a little bit around, and I think I know a point 
that'll take seven miles across through the woods to get over to the well-maintained trail for Dune Lake. Oh yeah. So well, and that's exactly that what, yeah, yeah. That's the exact uh, concept that Pat McGraw was talking about was that he, um, him and his buddy were looking at how it would only be like you say, five, six, seven miles to connect over from toe jacket road or trail um, over to, to this um, existing trail. Um, and, and one of his buddies apparently he's cleared about two miles of that already. So I'm, I'm curious to, to go out there from and see which end? Because from the toe jacket road. Oh, really? Uh, really? Is what I, that, that's what I was two weeks ago. Okay. And well, and, and it, done and it may, it's possible that it could have been from the other end, but, um, that I just, that's what I recall from the text. Let's see. It said, um, Oh no, that's not the right one. And anyhow, I don't know if I can find it, but yeah. So he said he he's cleared about two miles. So it may have he may have started from the other side. But I'd like to get in contact with him and see whether or not he needs help, um, volunteers, um, and if we can maybe advertise this a little bit to get some people out there to to help with it because that's a lot of a lot of clearing for one guy to do. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple guys that live, you know, got good cabins out there at Dune Lake, Bill Larry and uh, Dave Miller there. They got some nice places and those two guys are really interested in getting the trail cut for the summertime and uh, during the winter it'd be a lot faster trip instead of running the swamps yep. and cutting through the trees and everything, just run all the way down there and cut across that trail and yeah. Uh, I do have another guy out of Anchorage that's building a cabin over there, and he says he rides four-wheeler all the way to that point where I've got marked on the GPS, and uh, it's all high and dry. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, Matter of fact, you and I talked might, about that, Rick, about a month ago. They might, Yeah, they might be out there coming from the other end towards uh, Tochecka Road. Yeah. Well, so I found the text, and, and it's actually Dave Miller that he's talking about. He said – um, I've passed your contact info to Dave Miller. He's headed up the overland trail to Dune Lake from the road. They've made a couple miles progress. He had a few questions about Ninana interest in the long trail stuff. Thought you may be able to give him some input, Pat. I, I should give Dave a call tomorrow and find out because I was out there a couple weeks ago and we couldn't find anything. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's something worth worth putting some effort into. Right. Yeah, because this is like I say, there's a lot of guys that like to just jump on an ATV and go out there in the summertime instead of, you know, because a lot of those guys will fly in yep. and then do their, you know, two week tour out there, play around at their lake and have a good time. Yeah. But that's pretty spendy. Yep. Let yeah, me get and the, the people out there real quick, guys. Uh, looks okay. like someone joined the show here and uh, let you know this is a non trolling show. So uh, you're calling in. Uh, uh, this is a small town show, so I just want to make sure that I get my point across real quick or you'll be blocked instantly. Every once in a while, Josh, we get a couple trollers on here that throw out some comments <laughs> that shouldn't be on here. Uh, yeah. it is a I'm, public I'm familiar show. with that. Okay. <laughs> so you, you know exactly. I usually put an end to it real, real quick. So, 
<laughs> and by the way, Susie wrote, uh, you missed some great spaghetti at the at the spaghetti cook-off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Susie's actually the winner because uh, Brent cheated. No, no well, <laughs> that's only because yours was Chef Boy RD out of a can. At least mine was real. Yours was a can of tomato soup. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why it won. <laughs> Susie's was yeah, great, though. It, it was. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe we, we maybe we shouldn't wait till next Fourth of July. Maybe we ought to do something at, like tripod days. You know, we were we actually talked about that of doing something during tripod days. Um, we we actually going to have something happening here in Anderson next year. Uh, oh. We're happening. It's going to be happening in June. I think we're scheduling it. Uh, uh, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, Susie, just face it, boys. You got beat by a better cook. <laughs> you didn't cheat. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were. Here's a little background. We were counting cards, and all of a sudden, uh -huh. uh, all of a sudden, uh, Rick had nine cards dropped in his box at a row. That were. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Right. <laughs> still lost. <laughs> But it was uh, happening next next year. Next June is the 60th anniversary of Anderson. And oh, awesome. So we're going to have a, a get together here in Anderson for the 60th uh, anniversary. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and that brings up another topic is that uh, this year is the centennial of the city of Nenana being organized as a city. Um, and in November, on November 17th, we're going to be whole, having a centennial celebration. So uh, if you guys are interested in, in that, that might be kind of a fun thing, too. Definitely keep me in the loop on that. And that's November 17th of this year will yep. be the centennial. Yep, that's right. I'm kind of a big deal. That. That's a huge deal. Huge yeah. deal. I'm actually noting it up right now. Is there a committee put together for it or anything? Uh, there's not yet, but we've had some a couple of city council members that have suggested that. So I think we ought to get that organized and get some planning going. Yeah, please, please keep me in the loop on that, especially sure. you know for. Uh, uh, see, there you go. By the way, Scott is from Tucson. Uh, that's on the air uh, right now, and Scott Thanks, had. Scott. Yeah, we we had a great time on last week's show on last Tuesday's show because. While we were here uh, for the July 4th celebration in Ninana, Scott went to Roswell for Alien Fest and the 4th of July celebration. Nice. And, <laughs> yeah, on his Amex. Yeah, that's the big joke. Scott has, Scott's got a, yeah, <laughs> Scott's got a platinum card. So, you know, he actually slapped me with his platinum card once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah scott did meet et and quite a few others out there but what a wonderful oh, nice thing that they put on down there uh we were talking about how how roswell because we did some live feed he did some live video with me you know going through roswell and just how it was like the heartland ended up in roswell it was the most patriotic most family oriented just beautiful thing I've ever seen. And that was in Roswell, Roswell, New cool. Mexico. I mean, just really, really neat stuff. 
So we yeah, invited Scott up here and uh, Rick already threw out. You had just that uh, if Scott comes up here, Mr. Platinum, that uh, he'll be throwing <laughs> out, throwing out the red carpet for Scott over there at Rough Woods. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> have you been up has scott been up to alaska before he has not he has not let me see here well, i need to fix something real it's a quick different world it is scott you're welcome to call and join in if you like uh let me just fix that i just had to uh ah okay he's busy right now <laughs> or are you busy scott you're welcome to call in if you like uh, it looks like Scott is calling in right now. And uh, Scott, you're on live with Roughwoods Rick and the mayor of Nidana, Josh Verhagen. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott knows a lot about Nidana, by the way, Josh. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I do. I do. If you don't know, I'm a, I'm a celebrity, you know. <laughs> It, it feels you it feels song? that way. It definitely feels that way. So yeah. <laughs> this is pretty cool. I mean, if we got two royalties on the phone tonight. Oh my right? gosh! Right, <laughs> Mr. Red Carpet and the Mayor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just just make sure to refer to me as Your Grace. So. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I went to the dentist once and he told me, Hey, you need a crown. And I looked at him. I said, finally, someone who understands me. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like that. Yeah. It wasn't a platinum crown, was it? No, I've only been slapped with platinum. Well, you're welcome to come up uh, for our centennial, Scott. You can check out the Northern Lights and maybe some dog mushing and right. hot springs. Is is that the time of year that the the races are going on? Uh, it's not. No, it's not. No, no. Um, February. February is where February. Going. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's when things kick off. You know, and. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I mean, it, our towns, our small towns are beautiful any way you look at them. You know, it's like walking. I use this term quite a bit, Josh, is walking into a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. You know, it's it's really neat. And we got, uh, we got so many great people here. Scott feels like he lives here because I, there are times <laughs> where, you know, like when you Nana, when you guys put up the, you know, the holiday decorations at Christmas, I'll throw my phone up on the dash and do a live feed with him, you know, driving into town and this and that. And here's oh, the cool. post office and here's rough woods and here's this and here's that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's 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 amazing. It's a it's a fantasy story for me at this point. You know, it's it really is. Um, it's just absolutely beautiful. It is. So yeah. we're, we're very blessed. <laughs> Definitely very blessed. I'll get Scott up here someday. He may not want to go home though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my, my that's my yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's my problem. Like that's my problem. If I go there. I might not come back. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's what we did. We all ended Lake up Area here. Fifty-one. 
<laughs> uh, let's see here. We've got one more guy I got to block here. Go troll somewhere else. At least you understand, Josh. I appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah. No the, problem. The, the show gets so many listeners, and we have listeners from all around the world. Uh, that join the show. Um, People that have visited Ninana and coming through Denali and everything else. We've got them from India. We had a gentleman on from India. Actually, it looks like Praveen's on right now. He's in India and it's morning there. He usually jumps on about, uh, let's see, what did we figure? At 6.30 when we start, it's 9.30 in the morning there and he's on his way to work. So, Praveen, I do see you out there. Thank you for joining tonight. We appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> we have from India to Brazil to, I mean, uh, uh, all over the place. Praveen, I'd love to throw you on the call right now, but I'm unable to. We're uh, slowly running out of time, but would love to hear from you next Tuesday. <laughs> all right. Is there a way to see uh, how many people are online? I do. I can actually see. Um, the other night there was up to – I can't remember. It was just over – I mean, it jumps. It's anywhere yeah. from hundreds to a thousand to I wow. mean, it's all over the place, and we're getting downloaded huge amounts a day. Um, like I said, cool. we're all over the U.S., and a lot of people that have visited us have uh, the uh, um, visited, visited uh, uh, our town. Um, by the way, let me put this in there real quick. All right. I've got my producer, Susie, on the other side. She's she's sending me a message. I have three message boards going at one time when the show is happening, Josh. So if yeah, I don't catch no it problem. in the box, I got one on the side, plus I got another one on the pulse line. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we, we've got listeners all over the place, uh, and it's just amazing. Um, this little thing that we, we started back in November of uh, 2000. Uh, I mean, we've been going since November, the Pulse has, and uh, just some amazing feedback. And let me see who else. I see our generals, uh, our our normals. I keep, I have a a log set up to where I could see who our locals are. So when they come on, I can, you know, automatically see them come up. And then when I see, I have it set up to where I can see, you know, new joiners come on that are just following the show and that sort of thing. But uh, it's definitely been an amazing journey uh, that we've done. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. I, I, I am I, so happy. Uh, go ahead, Scott. I, I was actually going to say, I have a question for the mayor of Nanana. Shoot. I, I, I do. Like, <laughs> uh, I would like to know about the clock that the tripod mm-hmm. is connected to. Okay. Like any, any information you know about it, like, uh, like, 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 what is it? Oh, <laughs> like, so like, how does it work? Well, well, I, I do know that the tripod falls. There's a, a string or a cable that pulls, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but, but do you know any information about the history of when that was put in place? Um, who maintains it, things like that. Like, like that's, that's wonderful stuff. <laughs> yeah. me, me and me and Scott are actually our, our watch buffs. So that's oh, why yeah. he's asking about that sort of thing. You know, maybe yeah. he made 
Tupac, that sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, it, it, the tradition has been going on since um, 1917 or, or earlier. Um, and it was while they were building the, the railroad bridge, uh, the Mayor's Memorial Railroad Bridge, the engineers, um, they actually used the ice um, because of how thick and strong it was to build these um, uh, supports to work off of so that they could build the bridge on the ice instead of having to use cranes and things. Um, and so it was important for them to know when the timing, when the, when the ice was going to go out. Um, and they tried studying how it was, uh, how it would break up and what affected that. And they decided to start this little, um, I guess, gambling uh, game to see um, who could guess the down to the minute, uh, who closest to the minute. And so, and that actually started in, in Duke's Roadhouse, which was the first roadhouse here in town. Um, and it's uh, become a tradition that people participate in all around the world. But as far as the clock goes, I don't know how old the clock is that's, that's in the clock tower, but I know that they're still using the same one that is at least from somewhere around the 40s or 50s. Um, yeah. And, and uh, when the cable, like you say, when the cable pulls about 100 feet, it, uh, it, they've got this contraption in there that stops the clock, and whoever guesses close to closest to the minute wins it. It's fascinating. Yeah, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, see it all. You know. It's Alaska's Big Ben, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're running out of time here. Uh, we've got a two-hour limit on our show, and we're coming up about 10 minutes till two hours. What a great show, though, tonight. Josh, I appreciate you coming on the air tonight. I really do. Absolutely. And uh, giving us an update. And please come back. Um, you're you're welcome to get on with us. Uh, shows are on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m., and we would love to have you back. And you're welcome to call in at any time when I see you Absolutely. on there. You know, and um, yeah, and and uh, I was also gonna put in a plug for for my book. I wrote a children's book called really? Eddie the Ermine, um, yeah. about uh, a year and a half ago, and it's um, it's for kids probably between like I don't know six and ten or something like that. But even some adults even like it too. It's got hidden animals in it, and um, and it's a story about a little ermine, which is like a weasel. Um, right. learning about learning about not stealing from others um and it's a little bit educational it's got alaska wildflowers and it's got it teaches about the different types of animals um so i'll put a link in in the chat if anyone's interested in that yeah, um, please do please do you're welcome to. yeah we've uh we've sold almost a thousand copies and we're um we've we've got a few more been trying to get it in like some places in Denali, we've got it in a few down there and, um, yeah. and uh, like the, the naughty shop up by Salcha and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Throw it up there. Definitely. Yeah. And you're welcome to, I don't know if you're a member of the Paulson Anderson and Nana Facebook page, but you're welcome to plug it on there also. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, uh, thanks again for having me on and uh, I will join back on sometime and, Please um, do. And if people, people have questions. Yeah. 
then and and they want to go through you, uh, yeah. they can. Otherwise, um, my email is just ninanamayor at gmail. So real simple. Uh, you can send questions right to me. Okay, wonderful. All right, guys, I got to wind this thing down before we run out of time here. I do have one more song. All right, um, Rick, Scott, uh, Mayor Verhagen, thank you for joining the show tonight. Um, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of uh, – I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions out there. Um, but uh, thank you for joining tonight. And please come back anytime. Email me, call me. Heck, even if you're bored and want to jump on the show, you know, just uh, just hop on and I'll see you on there. Definitely. Sounds good. I, I, I see you took my you took my advice about the Nanner Mayor Josh for the username. That's great. <laughs> yep. Thanks. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for having right. me on. Thank you, Josh, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Later. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Let me go ahead and uh, Rick. Thank you for calling in tonight. Look forward to talking to yeah, you. Yeah, you bet. On uh, next Tuesday. Well, I'll see you before then. And uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it, Rick. And I'll talk to you soon. Oh, by the way, I got everything all sorted. Did you? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're nuts and bolts. We'll talk about that on the next show. (laughs) I even got screwed, too. (laughs) There you go. All right, Rick. You're out of here. All right, later. All righty, Scott, thank you for joining tonight. Appreciate it, as always, and I'll be talking to you real soon, too. Actually, it looks like I lost Scott. He went mute on me, but I'll go ahead and uh, disconnect there. All right, everybody. Everyone, thank you for joining the show tonight. And uh, just a reminder that Clear Sky is shut down through the 11th. I have to get that out there uh, just so everyone knows. And also a reminder that Rough Woods is open six days a week, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Closed on Tuesdays. Breakfast served all day. I've had a wonderful time tonight. Thank you all for joining the show tonight. Really do appreciate it. I see some uh, some of our local listeners on there and a bunch of new ones out there. Just a reminder, if you want to get updates, make sure that you follow us here on Podbean. That way you know when our shows are kicking off and going live. And uh, that's about all I got for tonight. I look forward to being your host again next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. And I do have one more song for you going out here shortly. And with that, this is Denali Burl Brett. And I am out of here for another wonderful session here at The Pulse. And just remember out there, people, be kind. Thank you all again for joining. See you next Tuesday. Time I think about it, can't stop thinking about it. How much longer will it take to cure this? Just to cure it, cause I can't ignore it. If this love, love makes me want to turn around and face me, but I don't know nothing about love. Come on, come on, turn a little faster. Come on, come on, the world will follow after. Come on, come on, because everybody's after love.
the spring that's coming all this love melting under blue skies belting out sunlight shimmering love well baby i surrender to the strawberry ice cream never ever ender all this love well i didn't mean to do it but there's no escaping your love Inside your love. 